Welcome to the Parenting Balance Podcast. My name is Kelly Williams. I'm a licensed clinical social worker and an ADHD parenting expert by experience. I'm here with my partner. Hi, I'm Teresa Van Pelt. I'm a licensed mental health counselor and anxiety parenting expert by experience. And for the past 10 years, Kelly and I have had a family practice in Florida. This podcast is for parents who want to really understand what's going on with ADHD and anxiety so you can ditch the chaos and feel confident and happy again. Look, we know the ADHD brain is different, and this explains why our kids do what they do. Their behavior isn't because you're a bad parent or because they're a bad kid, and it has nothing to do with you not following your mom's advice. Knowing where our kids are weak tells us the areas we need to create supports in order to teach them these skills. So think about the eyeglass analogy. It isn't helpful to tell someone to try harder to see. We want to tell our kids to try differently. Yeah, it's all about accepting that because our kids have a different brain, we're going to have to do things differently. And different isn't wrong, you know? So there are, um, there's kind of a formula. There's sort of this um, idea that I call executive parenting, right? And there's kind of these five, um, I don't know, pillars, five pillars to being a good executive parent. And what... What executive parenting means is that we understand that our child's executive functionings may be weak, um, but that we're going to scaffold their learning by doing these five things, okay? So number one, if we can create a simple list of rules, tell them what they should be doing and Uh, put it in order and break it down into smaller parts, right? So at my house, I have a list for morning, afternoon, evening, right? And um, when the kids were little, there was, you know, three to five items on the list because we need to be adjusting for developmental age, right? So when your kids were like under five, for example, or under six, when they weren't able to read words, what did you do? Oh, I used a picture list, right? Yeah. So it would, I would just put pictures on the list, show somebody brushing teeth, somebody getting dressed, somebody eating breakfast, somebody taking their medicine. It just had a picture. And then, um, I would cue the list. So using a list of a very simple list, um, one or two words, the items are numbered in order to show what comes first, second, and third. I'm going to say a Kelly's tip. (laughs) Kelly's tip is... Kelly's hot tip. Kelly's hot tip is fewer is better or less less is is more. more. I changed the words. Less is more. Less is more. Right. And what we, the skill that we're teaching isn't that It's to not try to hold all the information in mind, okay? Because remember, for 80% of people with this neurology, especially when they're young, working memory is weak. And what that means is they can't hold a lot of information in mind. 
So we don't have to hold the information in mind. I mean, heck, I don't do, you know, when I need to go to the grocery store, I write a list. I don't try to like just remember all that stuff, right? Yeah, I forget things even with a list. (laughs) Yeah, that's how special I am. So create a simple list of rules of what your expectations are. In the morning, I expect you to do these five things. Um, In the afternoon, I expect you to do these three things. In the evening, I expect you to do these things. Okay. Can I take it back a step for um, something that was spoke about, uh, was talked about in the past about making sure that it corresponds to their executive age? Right. So the items on the list need to be broken down into their steps. Yeah. So that's a great point. Like it wouldn't be useful for me to say, get ready for school. That's, that involves too many steps. I have to break it out, get out of bed, brush your teeth, get dressed, comb your hair and eat your breakfast and get your backpack. Okay, so broken out, those are the steps on the list. And the end result is then we're ready for school. So we can break out the list and and put the list somewhere where your child can see it. Dr. Barkley calls it at the point of performance. So this also sounds like it's going to eventually help create a routine. Absolutely. When they see this. Yeah. And so, yes, so kind of... Um, Clearly outlining your expectations and then sticking to the expectations, right? We can't kind of add extras in on the list all the time and expect that our kids are going to be able to do that. But when we communicate our expectations and we say to our kids, here's the five things I need you to do every single morning so that we can have a good morning, um, that makes them feel capable, right? Like they know what it is they're supposed to do in order to get ready for school in the morning. So what, what happens if they have a list and, you know, say you walk in and the kid's twirling around with the hairbrush, <laughs> That's my daughter. then what do you do? Yeah. Yes, I didn't want to. Cue the list. Yep. Okay. So instead of saying what they should be doing, say to them, hey, where are you on your list? So what you're number? redirecting them back to the list to get focused again. We're teaching them. That's right. We're teaching them. We have to teach them actually how to use the list to be able to control and direct their own behavior. Because remember, the list is like a the scaffolding for those weak executive functionings. Their brain isn't going to do that on its own until later. Um, but in the meantime, we can kind of put the list in place to help them understand, oh, I'm supposed to be doing what's on the list. I'm supposed to be doing what's on the list. So we don't want to be telling them what to do all the time because then we become the list, right? And I don't know about you, but I don't want to. <laughs> I don't have that much effort I don't. in my tank. <laughs> That's right. I don't want to have to be relied upon for that. Plus, you know, I'm bad with time management anyway, so I'm trying to get my own self out the door. All right. So we want to create the simple list of rules and create a very simple routine for morning, afternoon, and evening. And then um, we want to reinforce our list. So when we see our child doing what they should be doing, we want to tell them like, hey, you brushed your teeth. 
That's awesome. Love it, right? So we want to be praising the, the yeah, what we want to see. That what we want to see. We want to try to eliminate the criticizing what they're not doing. Because remember that article. Oh, that's horrible. Right? Yes. 500 times more corrective feedback on the daily. Okay? So when they're not doing what they shouldn't be doing, direct them to what they should be doing. Okay? Um, we want to give a reward. You know, we want to externally motivate because we know that dopamine is weak on the inside. So that internal motivation mechanism, it doesn't work for our kids. And um, so we want to create a system of external rewards, you know, and this should be, does not have to be complicated at all. Really simple things, you know, and frankly, unless you have a money tree growing in your backyard, I totally recommend <laughs> not creating rewards with things that you have to buy. So some examples, right? Like at my house, if we have a great morning, you can have ice cream for breakfast or double dessert after dinner, or you get to pick the game. We could do a family game night or mommy, daddy time, you know, like whatever kind of the things are that your child loves. I remember when my kids were younger, even like the special plate oh, or yeah. the special cup. I mean, mm -hmm. 14 and 17 now, they're kind of over the special plate and <laughs> cup. But at one time, that was really important to them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so everyone is unique and individual. And I'll say this, my, my son is totally into video gaming. And I know that that's a really common thing um, for kids with this neurology. So our sort of currency with him, I mean, since, uh, since forever, has always been minutes of electronics time, you know? And so when he did something well, I'd say, boom, there it is, five extra minutes or 10 extra minutes, or now he's older and it's like an hour, you know? Anyway, it gets longer and longer as they get older. But all right, so we want to create a simple list. We want to praise right behavior. Okay, we want to reward right behavior. We want to um, create a structure around the have tos. So I'm going to talk specifically about homework time right now. And um, we want to sort of create an expectation that, for example, that every single day we are going to spend one hour on homework. Now, you know, you're not going to have one hour of homework every single day, depending on age, of course, right? Um, but for um, elementary school kids, you know, if you're older, you might have more than one hour. But there's more to just completing your homework than um, like completing in being, being prepared for the day. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like... Like being mindful about what schoolwork is involves like knowing what you're supposed to be doing, planning your time for the future, uh, actually doing what the things are that need to be done, you know. So we don't want to inadvertently reward our kids for rushing through their homework to get it done like as fast as they can so they can get the reward or whatever the fun thing is after that. Our kids are really good at 
finding the fastest, most efficient way to do it. And it's not always the best. That's right. The loopholes. Yes, they're (laughs) great with loopholes. They're great with loopholes. So I definitely think that having a set amount of time for homework time. And if there is no homework, then you can read or you can organize a backpack or you can plan for the week ahead or you can make your lunch for tomorrow. You know, there's lots and lots of other things. But if we kind of frame that as we're going to have these 30 minutes every day to be thinking about school today, thinking about what we've done and what we need to do in the future. And we kind of set that expectation, then, um, you know, that's a great executive parenting strategy because we're, we're teaching those skills, right? And the last thing is, you know, that there is always going to be those days when, uh, nothing's working out and we got to drop the consequences bomb, right? (laughs) The, um, hair on fire, you know, (laughs) just nothing's happening. So while, um, you know, what I advocate is for using consequences effectively. So when we do need to put an all stop to whatever is going on, the goal of punishing our kids is ultimately, you know, what we want from that is to get them to do what we want them to do, right? So think about this, that anytime we are going to give a consequence for something that's wrong, what we really want is to have our child be thinking about how to make it right. We don't want them to spend all the time thinking about how mad they are at us because we've given them this consequence, you know? So I kind of call this strategy the light at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, so, and here's how I laid it out. I'll say, you know what? This is a disaster. You need to go straight to your room. And you may come out of your room when you can tell me why this isn't working out today. Okay. So basically the idea is I want them to be thinking about what they should be doing when they're in the punishment. And I also like from, you know, my perspective is that they are in a place where there's probably less distractions. I mean, they're in the room, so they have different things in there, but the TV's not going People mm-hmm. aren't around. There's not like visual stimulation and mm-hmm. auditory stimulation. Mm-hmm. So that helps someone calm down faster. Yes. Yeah. And you know, the sort of um, environment matters a lot for a non-neurotypical brain. And um, why don't we make that the topic of our next episode? I think that's great. Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. So your takeaway for today is... There's absolutely an executive parenting style you can adopt to help teach your child the skills they need to become confident, successful adults. And you can do it. If getting the kids up and out the door on time in the morning seems more difficult than it should be, then I have something that can help. 
jump on over to parentingbalance.com slash guide to download your free guide to mastering morning madness. That's parentingbalance.com slash guide. So you can ditch the morning chaos for good. Thank you so much for listening to the Parenting Balance podcast. And until next time, remember, different isn't wrong. 